It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. I want to thank Terry, who's been a faithful listener, for suggesting to me to contact Carolyn Robinson from Schoolhouse Quilt in Elizabeth, West Virginia. Carolyn was so fun and easy to talk with that it's easy to see why her customers love her. She also was so understanding when I had to reschedule the interview. I'm so glad that we were finally able to connect. I'm so happy to have Carolyn with me today. Thanks for being on A Quilter's Life, Carolyn. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Tell me about where you were born and raised. Well, actually, I was born and raised right here where I'm at now in Elizabeth, West Virginia. Haven't left the area since I was born, so I'm still right here where my roots started. How neat. Can you share a special childhood memory? Actually, I'm a twin, so my childhood memories were always double trouble. (laughs) (laughs) How fun. Yeah, I don't really have any fun memories because I guess they were all fun, so. Yeah. Does your twin still also live in Elizabeth? Yes, she does. Oh, neat. And is she into quilting also? No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your employment. Well, I started in my actual employment area right out of high school. I was interviewed when I was a senior in high school by the local bank. Actually, my twin sister and I interviewed together. They hired both of us, and we went in the world of banking in 1982, and she retired from it in 16 when she took a different avenue, and I left in 2018 when I bought my schoolhouse. Wow. I assume you saw a lot of changes in the years that you worked at the bank. Oh, yes. So many, so many. Started at a little Work County Bank, and things were so fun. And then by the time you left, it was just so stressful. And one of the reasons I did leave is that actually in 2014, I had a heart attack at my desk at the bank. Oh, no. So that changed a lot. I decided that stress wasn't really the best thing for a person, so uh, I got into quilting. Wow. That was a big change for you. Yeah, quilting became my stress relief, and I found that every day at work, all I wanted to do was go home and quilt. Now I get to do that every day. How neat. Now, besides quilting, are there other crafts you do or have done? I really threw myself into scrapbooking when my son was born and had an entire room at the house that was my scrapbook room there I spent all my time. And once, you know, got through all the scrapbooking, then I moved on to sewing and That's where my passion is, is quilting. Yeah. Are there any other hobbies? Not really. Not really. I've dabbled in photography. I've dabbled in a little things, but I really go back to quilting. Yeah. So who introduced you to quilting? Myself, actually. Myself. I remember buying a magazine, and this was when I was first married. I just thought, oh, gosh, I want to make a quilt. It was a quilting magazine. 
and I bought some fabric, and I just sat at the house and sewed it and hand-stitched it and hand-quilted it. Then I kind of put it aside, and I've always sewn. I've sewn since one of the days of home economics in high school. I've always loved sewing. My twin sister hated sewing. (laughs) I've always enjoyed it, so I kind of introduced myself to it, I would say. Oh, neat. Please describe your favorite quilt or quilt pattern. Well, I'm actually a scrappy quilter, so anything with lots of fabric is my favorite. My very first quilt that I made as a true quilter, I'll say, was the Dresden Plate, and I always fall back on that one. Never made another one, but I love, love, love the Dresden Plate. But again, I'm a scrappy quilter, so my stash, might I say, is a lot of different designers. I don't sway towards just one. I just love color and fabric. Neat. I'm trying to picture what a scrappy Dresden plate looks like. Lots of colors in the fans. <laughs> cool. Do you have a favorite tool? My very favorite would be a ruler that I use for everything. It's a five-inch charm ruler. I love that. It's great for squaring up. It's my go-to ruler, and I would have to say that's probably my favorite tool. You know, of course, with us quilters, we like to try new ones all the time, so every time a new tool comes out, we've got to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) And tell me about your favorite part of the quilting process. I would have to say the piecing. My least favorite is the binding, because that just seems to be the last thing that The old arthritis just hurts your hands when you're trying to bind, but it's got to be done. And I'm a hand binder. I don't use the machine, but I love the piecing part. But you may think this is crazy, but I love to press. I love to press fabric. (laughs) I don't think that's crazy at all. I enjoy that part myself. Describe your worst quilting experience. Well, my worst experience probably would be many of them, and that's when I've had to take an entire quilt apart. I do long arm here at the schoolhouse, and there's times when you take a quilt off and you look at the back and think, oh, my, and you just have to take it all out. You know, I do it for customers, and I don't want anything to go back to them not looking perfect. So that's probably the worst experience when you look at that quilt and think, oh, my, those stitches have to come out. Wow. I can't imagine quilting a whole quilt and taking the whole thing out. I've sat on the floor. One experience was my mom called and said, what you doing today? And I said, well, I've got to take all the whole quilt out. So my favorite meal is liver and onions. And she said, well, I'll make liver and onions and you bring it up to the house. And she sat up, sheet on her floor and I sat on the floor and I picked that whole quilt out. And at the end, I had a delicious meal of liver and onions, so (laughs) it was a perfect day. What a wonderful mother. I do have a wonderful mother. Tell me why you make quilts. The gratification of seeing it come together. I just enjoy cutting up fabric and sewing it together. Is that not crazy? It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing at the end that's useful. You can sit all day and read a book, and at the end, you've just got that book in your memory, you know. But you sit all day, and you sew on a quilt, and you can give that quilt. And I usually give them away. I do sell quilts, but I mostly give them away. 
And it's just the gratification of having something at the end. Neat. Who do you make them for? Family members. The biggest thing was when I had my heart attack, every one of my family members received a quilt that Christmas. (laughs) Nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, they all got a quilt. So um, that's basically who I like to give them to is my family. Wow. That's a lot of quilts. Yes, it was. It was 17 total. And what are you working on now? I am working on all of my projects that I haven't finished. (laughs) I have went through and got my all work in progresses listed on a paper. I got them categorized as what needs just long-armed, what needs borders put on, what needs bind. And I'm working on all that. So hopefully I can start 2021 off fresh. Neat. So you're using the rest of 2020 for organization. Um, I truly am. Share a tip with me. A tip. Well, what I like to tell my customers when they come in is don't be afraid of collar. I'm not a person that just uses two and three collars in a quilt. Matter of fact, I find that boring. I like lots of collar. And I tell them, don't be afraid of collar. When you see something, just add a touch of color. And if you have an all-purple quilt, that's fine. But throw a pink in there, you know. Don't be afraid of collar. Oh, neat. I bet it helps your customers for them to be able to look around your shop and see the fabric and help pick out more color for their quilt. We have fun. I always tell them when they walk in the door, if you don't have a pattern, I'll help you find it, you know, because in my store, it's very small. When I retired from the bank, I bought a one-room schoolhouse, and I don't have a lot in here, but it's full, you know. I mean, it's really a lot for one-room schoolhouse, but I have my long-arm machine in here, so When they walk in the door, I think I just had some the other day saying it felt cozy, and she came in and bound her quilt and visited with me. And I like to help them pick out the fabric, pick out the pattern, and usually I stand back and let them make the choice, and then I put my two cents in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to see your shop online, at least, and it looks really cute. Where did the schoolhouse come from? The schoolhouse has been here. There was a massive red brick structure in the lot beside of me, and this was an overflow classroom, actually. When the classrooms got bigger, then they brought this little building in, and the last classroom went through, I believe, in 1963. The building has sat empty. Actually, not empty. It was full of junk. It was a storage unit, basically. So when I bought it, they had a big old yard sale. The gentleman owned it, cleaned it out, and then I restored it. When did you open your shop? 2018. I bought the schoolhouse in June, or actually May of 2018. We refurbished, we remodeled, and I opened October the 8th in 2018. I've been here two years. Cool. And also what I've seen is it sounds like you're a wonderful instructor. Oh, well, I won't say that, but we do have fun. With the size of the building, I can only have about five to six as a max of students. But we have fun, and 
they're wanting to start back with the COVID, it's difficult, but I've got some uh, fold-up tables so I can social distance them. And January, we're going to start back on our classes. How fun. It also looked like they're anxious to get back there with you. They certainly are. That's what I hear. So we're going to make it happen. Great. Now, can you tell people where to find your business? I am located on Court Street in Elizabeth, West Virginia. That is when you come from Mineral Wells, which is off the 77 exit of Parkersburg there, you just go on straight on in 14 to Elizabeth, and I'm right on the main drag, as we put it. So, And if you can't find me, give me a call, and I will give you directions. Neat. And you also have a website? I have a website. I do sell online. I have a lot of customers that will find me through Google search when they're searching for a certain fabric. I've sent to California, Texas, just all over. So that's a really good part of the business and keeps it fun to get all these different customers from different places in the U.S. Yeah. I don't think we actually said the name of your business. So tell us what your business is called. It's Schoolhouse Quilts. It's just a one-room schoolhouse that I've refurbished. I turned it into a quilt shop, and I have fabric. I have long-arming service. I do lessons and notions, and it's a full-service quilt shop here in Elizabeth, West Virginia. Great. Is there anything else you would like to share with me, Carolyn? I don't think so, but I thank you for having me and appreciate it. Well, thank you for being on. I really appreciate getting to know you a little better. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of A Quilter's Life. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a review as it helps others to find the show? Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website or a Quilters Life Facebook group to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.